Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And we are back again. The Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland, that's me. And Keith Funk, he's over there. That's you me. Can, you can see him over there. Just just look in the corner of your phone. He's right there. Um, we were talking about temperatures earlier. And <clears throat> I, sh- I could report that our record low temperature for this date in history was only 27 degrees. And when was that? No, 1885. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Re- record high temperature for this date is 91 degrees. Ooh, that is warm. That's and, toastiness. And when was that? Well, 1895. <laughs> That's a difference. Did they have global warming then? Um, <clears throat> we've always had global warming. <laughs> and global cooling. And global cooling. <clears throat> and just climate in general. We, we've had that too. Yeah. yeah, we're both old enough that we remember when, when reports, reports with a capital R, were that the glaciers are expanding. Yeah, that was back in what the eighties or I, ni- I think it was the eighties, maybe the nineties. We were heading toward the next ice age. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then we had global warming, and then we had a couple of really cold years. Yeah, <laughs> so they they didn't like that, so they they changed it. Now it's climate change. Climate change. Yes. Well, it's like I don't know. Global warming, I'm, I'm kind of happy about that since the last <laughs> ice age because we wouldn't be able to live here without it. We'd be under glaciers at this point. Well, I kind of wonder what makes we think, what, what makes us think that the temperatures and so forth that, we, that we, we've experienced oh, previous to this global warming thing, uh, before for the previous thousand years, are the perfect ones. Those are the ones that should be. And what makes and us think they're supposed to be stable? never happened before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it, it, there's no reason for it to be stable. And we know it has not been that way. We've had uh, years where it was cold throughout the entire year. And nobody was yelling and screaming about global warming or cooling <laughs> yeah, then. Exactly. Now, the one meme on Facebook that I saw that I do like is has something I'm going to paraphrase here, but basically, you mean we're going to cut back on carbon emi- carbon dioxide emissions and all these different things? We're going to, you know, clean up the environment and do all these great things, and then find out that it really didn't matter. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, you end up with a nice, clean world, wouldn't you? Is that such a bad thing? Regardless of whether I, it makes a difference in the climate? I, well, sure, I'm all, I'm all for good for clean everything. I mean, I got neighbors that throw trash all over the place. Oh, I know. I have to go pick we, up trash we, in my yard. We should yard. start there. <laughs> <laughs> Put it back in their yard, right? Well, let's get back out to the phones. Right. We've got people waiting to talk to us rather than listen to us be grumpy old men. <laughs> We've got uh, as it, Catherine. Okay. Need to, need to learn how to spell there. Uh, good morning, Catherine. Thanks for joining the Garden Wise, guys. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Today. 
thank you for um, taking my call. Absolutely. What's I going on? Have, I have a front flower bed um, that we had an aspen tree taken out of. And um, when we had that done, I put off doing any gardening and stuff. Um, I have lilies that have taken over, and I have irises that have taken over. And I would love to redo that flower bed where the aspen tree was. And I, I need to work in the cooler temperatures instead of later in the summer when it gets too hot. Because um, that area is full sun. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what I can do with the irises mainly. I think the the lilies. I think I understand that I could probably move those. Um, you can move. You can move everything right now if you want to. It's not ideal, okay. especially for the irises, but they'll survive just okay. fine. You probably will okay. sacrifice some of the flowers this year by doing that, but there's no reason that you can't move everything into its new okay. location. Good. Oh, that's that's all I. That's all I wanted to hear. I w- I, I'm not concerned about uh, the blooming this year. I understood that, that irises are kind of tough little plants, that they survive everything. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, um, so, okay, so you answered that question. That's fantastic. I'm looking for plants. I have a plant in that flower bed that is absolutely taken over. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I'm, I'm thinking it's a geranium but I don't know that. It's got a very, very woody um, woody um, root system that spreads all over the place. It's got a, a spiky little leaf that's probably the size of uh, maybe a 50-cent piece. No, 50-cent piece would be too big, maybe a quarter size. And it's spiky, flat and spiky, and very cute little pink flowers. And last week you talked about um, an evening primrose, mm-hmm. kind of a small version flower of that. Okay. And I don't. I don't know what you mean by. Sp- I don't know what you mean by spiky on the leaves. Um, it's just got a whole bunch of little. It's a flat, flat leaf, but it's got a whole bunch of little points on it. Oh, okay. Goal, points know. on points on the edge or points on the flat part? Points on the flat part. It's um, it's not spiky. Um, it just points in a whole bunch of different directions, and the and the points are maybe. I have a sample of it here. Hold it um, real close to the phone. <laughs> hold it real close to the phone. Yeah, right. Okay. How do you see this? No, the the. The leaves are come in a leaf of three, and there's a whole bunch. It's a flat. It's a flat. It's a flat leaf. Anyway, let's not worry about that. I I I'm just vaguely remembering it could have been a geranium. Okay. Not the annual geranium. Right. A perennial. Okay. Most of those are bluish flowers. Yeah, there's some pink ones though. Okay. Yeah, pink ones, I guess. It's, it's similar to that, because I do have a purple geranium um, that, that you're speaking of. So it's very similar to that. Okay. All I know is the roots underneath the ground, um, you know, in the, in the ground are very, very woody, and they just go all over the place. I think you should, take, you should take a picture over. and post it to our Facebook page. Okay. Okay, that'll do. That'll yeah. do. Um, I, I keep trying to dig it out, and it keeps coming back. 
<clears throat> and I, I, I don't want to poison anything because I don't want to kill the, the plants around it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if there's some way that I could get rid of it, I would really like it. So well, well, don't one, worry about that. One way you can use an herbicide in amongst other flowers is something like Roundup or Super Kills All that doesn't produce any fumes, and you can paint it on. And I usually recommend okay. one of those sponge brushes that you, you, you can get from an arts and crafts yeah. store. Um, those okay. sponge brushes work real well because they don't drip. So you can just okay. paint it directly on the leaves of the plant that you want to get rid of, and something growing right next to it, as long as that, that product doesn't touch the leaves of the plant next to it, uh, it won't bother yes. them. Okay, I will. I will try that, <laughs> and I will let you know how I succeed. Okay. Um, so, very good. That sounds great. And thank you for answering the question about the iris. I, um, um, that was my main concern. These were irises from my mother's yard, and I. I don't want to get rid of them. I want to share them with my other family. That if I can share them early in the season now instead of waiting until fall, that it, that's really great. So, yeah. thank you for that. You bet. Let me add one. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Excuse me. Um, I was going to add one more plug. I'm sorry. I changed the subject pretty quickly. I wanted to add one plug for um, um, stump removal and daughter. Oh, yeah? They came out and took care of several of our trees. They cut down the aspen tree that I'm speaking of and um, cleaned up our front um, so it wasn't so overgrown looking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and worked on several of our trees in the back, and they did wonders for our yard. So I just wanted to put a cheer out for them. Well, great. Thank you. It was um, um, Molokai, and um, it was Peter's team that came out to do our work. Yeah. Our so, and they did, a, they did a beautiful job. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you, Catherine. So thank you very much for answering my question about the um, the lilies and the um, iris. That was my main question. So I'm going to get busy now that it's Mother's Day and get things moved. So thank you so much for your help. You bet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Speaking of irises, uh, what's blooming in my yard right now are are the miniature irises. Oh, yeah. These things are like, what, eight inches tall? Mm Mm-hmm. And the flowers are almost as big as the big irises. And they come in almost all the same colors. Yeah. I've got yellow ones and orange ones and several varieties of blue and purple mix um, and white. So if you see them, snatch them up. They, they grow just as well, just as easily as the big irises. Yeah, yeah. They're, the dwarf-bearded iris are fun. They grow fast. They're, they're easy to grow. Yep. They, um, the one other thing I like about them is, you know how the, the big irises, once they're done blooming, you have all that foliage which isn't the most attractive foliage in the world mm-hmm. to look at the rest of the year well the dwarf bearded iris they have really short foliage so yeah, they do other perennials sort of mask that and you don't have to look at it all summer that's long. right you could you could also grow them as almost as a ground cover mm-hmm. they do really well oh here. and yellow ones i forgot yellow there's yellow oh, yeah. in there too yeah. yep very nice i'm very happy with them i have no idea which ones i have anymore they all have are all labeled yeah. Except now the label's buried in the big <laughs> mass of foliage. Yeah, exactly. Or it blows away. That's what <clears> happens <throat> in my yard is it ends up blowing away. Uh, I've started collecting geums, by the way. Oh, not one of my favorites, but okay, tell us why. I, I don't know why. They just caught my fancy a couple <clears throat> of years ago, and so every time I see a new color, which I found one yesterday that I really like, uh, grabbed it, and I just add to the collection. 
in the in the perennial bed. Mm-hmm. But I just like the way they bloom for a long, long period of time, and the flowers come up on these wiry stems, and they move in the breeze, and I don't know. They just seem to be very carefree and interesting, colorful. E- yeah, easy to grow. So look, <clears throat> GM, G-E-U-M. That's right. Easy to, easy to say, easy to spell. That's right, exactly. There must be other common name for that. I wonder <clears throat> what the common name is. I can't remember common. what it would be. I don't either. We'll There's, look it up. We'll look it up. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, let's see. Do we have time to take another call before we go to break? Let's do that. Let's go out and talk to Montalee out in Littleton. Good morning, Montalee. Good morning. Thanks for calling the Garden Pros. Or Garden Wise hey. Guys, excuse me. i got to get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too early in the morning. Hey, um, you, um, I'm just now getting to the point where I can trim bushes. And so I, I just need... Um, confidence in what I'm doing. So I've got a question on how to trim back uh, nine bark, dogwood, and English lavender, and hydrangeas. Um, you had said that, in, I remember you saying that, you know, once, the, the like with the, the um, dogwood, if it gets really big, you, you have a choice. You can trim it back and make it not as bushy, or you can just leave it as is. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but... Um, my all of these are way out are, are too big. So how far how far back can I cut them at this point? Well, rather than thinking about cutting them back <clears throat> as you would making something shorter that is now taller, think about taking out whole stems right to the ground. And if you look at the at the red twig dogwood, you'll see that some stems are older, or in fact, are bigger than others. And they're typically the oldest stems. They've lost their color. They're no longer nice and red. And what you want to do is go in there and cut those stems right to the ground. Okay. Well, these are I've had these for only about three years, so mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of dead uh, wood on the. Uh, yeah, they would be. Right? Yeah, they wouldn't have that many stems, uh, and and they're already too big. Oh, yeah, they're up almost over the fence, the six-foot fence. I mean, I haven't trimmed them back at all since last summer. Yeah, I, I don't recommend trimming them back per se because wherever you make a cut, that's where a proliferation of new stems is going to come out. So you end up with these relatively naked stems from that point to the ground and then what looks like a broomstick on the end of it. Right. And that's, in my mind, it's not very pretty looking. Right. So if so, you don't, I, again, I, I would recommend uh, the tallest ones are probably the oldest stems. Maybe you only need to take out one. And so, so just take them out, but don't trim them. I, yeah, I wouldn't trim them. I mean, you can do light trimming if, you know, if, if, it's, uh, if it's getting in your way when you walk by it in the sidewalk, that sort of thing. But I, I would not trim them back. Okay. That's, you know, the next step is to shear them. <clears throat> and that's right. the worst of all possible worlds, in my opinion. Right, and I wasn't planning on doing that. Yeah. Now, you could do the same um, thing with the nine bark. You take okay. out whole stems right to the ground. Okay. That's one that gets very broomy if you cut back individual stems. Yeah. Right. And I've already okay. forgotten the other two you mentioned. Hydrangea was one. Do you know what kind yep. of hydrangea? Annabelle. Annabelle. You can cut that practically to the ground if you don't want it to get real big. Okay. Uh, that cutting, cutting it hard in the spring will control its overall size for the summer. And it's not too late to cut cut it to the ground. Oh Lord, no, not no. at all. Okay. No. And I don't Good. think I'd cut it to the ground. I'd cut it down to about what eight or ten inches tall. 
Okay. And the last one is English lavender. You know, I get, I get this, uh, this. It's like gray hair. Some an old person's gray hair just twirling around. Uh-huh. And I, I, and there's only a few green leaves somewhere in all of that mess. So what do you suggest I do? <sighs> lavender doesn't like to be trimmed all. That no, much. it doesn't like to be trimmed very much at all. If you can at all. Um, Try to locate and try to determine which of those stems are actually last year's or maybe two years' worth of flowering stems. And those you can cut back. But, again, I wouldn't cut them to the ground. Don't, Just, cut, don't cut back past the foliage. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it, oh. you know, it's indivi- you're going to have to go through it individually with a pair of pruners and just cut out each individual stem. Now, are the, okay. is, that, is that gray hair? Is that, is that old dried-up crunchy leaves? Yeah, yeah it's just it's – Dead, it looks like dead bark. This is English lavender. Yeah, well, just go through with, put some gloves on, and just go through and, and, and crunch it with your hands and, okay. and cause it to fall off that way and then determine what's alive and what's dead and cut the dead stuff out first and then cut the live stuff back to uh, living. T- you don't want to go past into naked stems, bare stems. You don't want to go that, that far. Okay. All right. Well, this is a big help. Help. This is what I'm doing today. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. You bet. Good You're luck. You're welcome. Thanks, Montalie. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Now we need to take a break. Now huh? we're going to take a break. We'll be back pretty doggone quick right here on Legends 810. It's like the difference between soft, gentle rain and a monsoon. That's how I compare the effect of a Dram Rain wand on plants to the heart blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose. Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the Dram Rain wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60 degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use DRAM watering tools. Today, there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original, invented over 50 years ago. They're simply the best. DRAM watering tools are available at Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Gardens, Jared's Garden Center, and Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse. Spring is the time for seeds. Every botanical interest seed packet is designed to help gardeners succeed. Featuring gorgeous botanical artist renderings of each variety, each packet includes extensive horticultural information, but also includes really cool stuff like the history of the plant, recipes, and tips on keeping your cut flowers and harvested vegetables fresh. On a regular basis, a horticulturist reviews each seed packet to give practical organic gardening recommendations that you can use in your garden to be successful. These seed packets also help answer quick questions on the front and back while shopping, such as if it's organic, size of plant, when to sow, and more. Seed packets by gardeners for gardeners. Botanical Interest Seed is available at your favorite independent garden retailer. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home, Saturday morning at 9.30. 
specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show, helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. Hey, we're back. We're taking your garden questions right here on Legends 810, and we're doing that. Actually, you are doing that. If you dial 303-477-2473. That's 303-477-2473. Oh, at today's date, did you know that on today's date in 1986, Jacob's Pharmacy. You ever hear of that? No. No, I haven't either. But it was in Atlanta. It sold the very first Coca-Cola. Oh, really? 1886. That's when there was still cocaine in it. As a matter of fact, there was cocaine in it. That's why it was so popular. That's why it was so popular. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, by the way. No, you were you were still too young for I'm that. Way too young. <laughs> so I, I barely remember the 80s. The, 80s. <laughs> the 1800s? Yeah, the 1880s. <laughs> All right, let's get out to the phones. We've got Linda waiting to talk to us about a lawn question. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. What's going on with your lawn? Well, a couple of years ago, I had a real nice lawn, and then a couple of years ago, I got bumps on them and that. So this year, we checked, and it, it, we have night crawlers yes. that have uh, left bumps. I want to know how to get rid of them naturally because I have cats, and I don't want to put anything you know harmful for them. Well, that's that's okay. There really isn't anything you can put on it anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, what we recommend, as other people recommend as well, is to make sure, ensure that your grass is growing as well as it can be. So if you have nice, thick grass, what, what, it, what happens is it masks all those bumps. So they're not quite as visible, not quite as, as, um, as hard on your bare feet. So I have to, well, I have to reseed it anyway. I'm going to start reseeding again and maybe okay. then make it thicker and get rid of all the bumps. I have a grandson that we tried to have, a, a you know, an egg thing and for Easter, and he was pro- walking, but he was barely making it with all the bumps. <laughs> yeah. How, how young was, how young is he? He's two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, so two-year-old has a hard time on, on flat, on flat surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get it a nice and smooth for the next uh, Easter one because yeah. I'm expecting another grandchild. So. Oh, oh I, thank you so much. You're, you're quite welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was quite a visual because we had a, about a year and a half old walking on our lawn a couple of days ago. And uh, the same thing. It was, it was hard, <laughs> hard going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, got out in the flat sidewalk and loved a whole lot better. <laughs> well, uh, I was just going to mention that night crawlers are actually, I'd say, beneficial, other than the bumps that they create, because they're down there aerating the yard. They are aerating I, the soil, I, and I, those and those lumps are their their poop. They're called castings, and people pay big money for earthworm castings. Uh, Sean, can he say poop on the air? <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little better if all those. Earth- I think I said poop. <laughs> I feel a little better if all those earthworms were actually native. Well, that's Most true. Most of them aren't. Most of them aren't. You're right. But uh, yeah, 
I, the best thing I've ever found for it is just to make sure that you're fertilizing on a regular basis and you keep your grass as dense and thick as possible, and that helps to minimize the bumps. It but helps. It, it, they're not going away, and there's nothing you can apply on and it. And don't roll it with a heavy roller. No. That just compresses the soil. It compacts the soil and makes... Do they even sell those anymore? I'm sure that somebody does. You can probably buy it online if you want to. Oh, I'm sure. Free shipping <laughs> next day. But I, I haven't even <laughs> seen one. In no, years. I haven't. I haven't seen one in years either. <laughs> they were more popular back east. I don't know if they were ever popular out here, but uh, yeah, I'd seen everybody had one. I mean, the only reason when when I was back in Kansas working in a landscape crew during the college years, um, we had rollers, but we'd only use them when we sawed. You put the sod oh, down, yeah, and then you make good you'd contact. Go, yeah. go over it with the with a roller, and you didn't even put that much water in it to to weight it down. You, you kept well, them. You wouldn't want to either. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. <laughs> You fill those up with water, and it's going to take, you know, yeah. four men and a boy to, to push one of those That's things. That's exactly right. All right. Okay. So, having said that, uh, let's go out to our next caller in Arvada. Good morning, Sherry. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what a day. We better get to it today after hearing about tomorrow, right? That's right. <laughs> a question for you. Um, we bought a um, a pretty good sized Wajila, uh, I think it's the Wine and Roses. Uh-huh. Uh, late last summer at Nick, uh, planted it. Um, it is in a kind of protected spot, gets patchy sunlight probably maybe about six, eight hours a day. And it looks dead. Well, that's not good. Are the branches brittle? Well, some of them are bendy. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it is still totally brown. I see no green. Um, in fact, let me look out the window at it and describe how, um, this little critter. Well, not little critter. It's about two feet, almost three feet tall. Uh, it was a good size one, as I said. Um, the uh, There are some that I've uh, gone around my old-fashioned method of checking my bushes to see how far to trim them back is to snap until I don't snap anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, some of them are more pithy than brittle, but none of them look like the rest of my bushes that I have no other Wajilas, but um, the rest of my bushes are starting to green up and leaf up from the bottom other than the hydrangeas and the hibiscus which I or rosa sharon which I don't expect to see for months practically. yeah yeah well I, I you know the old fingernail test scratch the bark and see if it's green underneath Just oh that ruins your manicure uh, can I <laughs> you can use a knife <laughs> and, and, and how far back or just kind of start and go every few inches down until yeah. I see what's going on? Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, if the if I'm getting more, it's a it's very twiggy. I mean, it's got a lot of branches. Uh, if I'm getting more not so good stuff than others, is it take it out time? It might not be. I mean, it may still be alive at the base. And so I would ju I would give it at least another couple of weeks before you decide how much of it is dead or if the whole thing is dead because it could still it could still leaf out from ground level. Okay, I did mulch it fairly tightly. Uh, didn't put a ring around it or anything, but did put quite a few um, crushed leaves and uh, 
that around its base for wintertime and uh, kept it watered during the winter. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, we, we um, made sure that uh, depending on how long it was, which was long times that periods there during the winter, mm-hmm. um, would haul out several gallons of water. Okay, and, um, good. And water it up. Yeah, I, I, it's just time will tell at this point. I, yeah, I just wasn't sure whether, um, I, you know, looking online, um, unfortunately, CSU doesn't have a lot of specific information about Waijila, and what I was able to find is pretty much aimed at the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that the the Wajila at uh, at Nix, the ones that, especially the ones that were dormant when we got them or, or we wintered over from last year, um, it, it's just been in the past week or ten days that they've really started to show some good green. So yeah, this, this is this is zero on the zero to ten scale. Okay, well it doesn't yeah. it doesn't sound promising, but watch around the base and see if something does sprout around it at soil level. Okay, excellent. And, and just to kind of tag into the, your last caller there, um, and without getting out my garden book, which is not easily accessible at the moment, I did plant a, a lavender last late last summer also. I don't remember if it was French or English. Uh, does it really matter? Because I yes. got this. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah, French is not hardy here. Yeah, if, French, if it's a French, it's dead. Okay, so if if it's looking like, uh, <laughs> I loved her description, lovely gray hair, um, <laughs> that, the, the entire bush, um, I should get down um, to ground level. It's about the size of a gallon milk carton, and um, I, uh, I don't see any green easily on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um yeah, only the English ones are hardy. The English lavenders are hardy here. The French and Spanish lavenders are not. But, um, yeah, j- again, just... Why sell them? <laughs> what's that? Why, why does the garden center sell them? <laughs> well, they sell all kinds of annuals. Okay. You oh, know. So it, 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 I, if it's a French lavender, look upon it as if it's a, an annual. Yeah, kind of like rosemary, a lot of other things that we plant just for the, for the one year. And they, um, yeah, they should be kept among the annuals, right? Whether they be, uh, you know, things like petunias and zinnias, uh, the, the the lavender is a kind of a woody plant, but they should not be mixed out in the nursery with the other lavenders. That's correct. I know at Nix, the the French and other lavenders are in the herb section, uh, in the greenhouse where the annuals are, and then oh, only. This was outside in the perennial section. Then, then that was it. Would have been an English lavender. Okay, so um, there might be some hope that it survives the winter. There's, there's always hope. Yeah, hope springs eternal. Don't yeah, you know that? It's, uh, hope is free. <laughs> <laughs> spring, spring, spring is the definition of hope. You're, you're That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so I um, is is it possible to trim? It, it's about, uh, like I said, it's probably about eight inches tall. I wouldn't uh, touch it. I would not touch it. Just let it. Let, let it, it be. be. Uh huh. Channel the beetles and let it be. Okay? Yeah, that's right. And and then you know, once we get to Memorial Day weekend, then I'd I'd say by then you could make a determination that if it hasn't leafed out by then, it's not gonna. Uh, maybe the same with the Wajila too. Yeah, that could be. Yep. I've had problems with Wajila over the years. I've, I've just given up. 
That doesn't okay. mean that I haven't seen good ones out in the landscapes, but not in my yard. <clears throat> okay, I won't. I won't let it hear me ask you this. But if I end up pulling that out, describing the the area, uh, somewhat protected, um, more shade than direct sun, uh, a suggestion for something that I could plant there that might have some flowers. It's it's by my office window, so I'd like to be able to look out and see something. The first thing that comes to my mind is Daphne. Daphne would be great. Okay. Uh, Annabelle hydrangea. Okay. Uh, what else that would flower? Um, Oregon grape holly. Flowering right now. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know, if, if, if I end up pulling this out come early June, then it would end up probably not flowering until next year, which is not a big deal. So. Okay. All right. Uh, you've given me great advice, as you always have, and enjoy your show so much. Well, thank you for calling this morning, Sherry. Take care. You too. Anybody that's listening to the show for any length of time knows that we occasionally will tell people what they could be celebrating today with the rest of the world. Yes, and, we all need to do and, that. And there's a number of things. Today is Iris Day. We talked about irises here today already. Uh, and it's No Socks Day today. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And But there's one day that I think we have a caller on the line right now who would help us, could help us celebrate. It is World Belly Dance Day. Oh, cool. Let's I, go see if Luann uh, is, is a belly dancer. Luann, have you tried that? Only with my socks on. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> I can't do it at the same time. <laughs> my feet get cold. Okay. So I think it takes away some of the, uh, you know, effect. Yeah, it, it does, but it still yeah. works. My, my belly dancing days are a couple of days ago, <laughs> if, ever they, if ever they existed. So I've got to put that throughout there just to begin with. It's a family show. so uh, yeah. Okay. How are, how are you gentlemen this morning? Well, Mother's just, Day Eve. We're just great. It's a living the dream, you know. Good. That's great. That's great. That's a great place to, to be. And uh, definitely from Tagawa's Happy Mother's Day to one and all. Um, the mothers for sure, and the people with maternal instincts are right up there, too. There so, you go. You know, we got to get the hugs out to everybody. This is a great weekend, a mighty colorful weekend to come to Tagawa's. We have, it can only be described as a sea of color. You walk in there and everywhere you look. Whether it's annuals or uh, all the perennials are in bloom, we have a good selection of uh, the plant select already coming in. So it's just, you know, if you're out to do your hanging baskets or your, or you plant a hanging basket or your containers or perennials in the ground, our perennial department is really filling up, as is our nursery department. So if you're in for color, even if there's a little hiccup in the weather coming, you want to harden this stuff off anyway. So it is a great time to, to come and probably leading the parade of bargains at Tagawa Gardens today is our rose department. Um, Rich, uh, our rose supervisor, brought in, I think, around 230 varieties of roses. Holy cow. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to remember how many thousands of roses it is, but all the roses are 20% off through Monday to celebrate the moms of the world and to celebrate the arrival almost of summer. And uh, most of them are in bloom. They tend to leave them up and running so people can see what the blooms are like. And yeah. then they tell them to go home and cut them down halfway, which is a little <laughs> heartbreaking. But, you know, but you have cut roses for a few days, right? Yeah, yeah. I was there but, uh, I was there a little over a week ago, and, and the rose department, man, 
The color was amazing. The fragrance was outrageous. Yeah. It was wonderful. You know, even with masks on, sometimes I'll go down one row or another, and it's like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. You know? Um, so it's it's beautiful stuff. And we have really great handouts, which uh, a lot of people gardening here in Colorado can can appreciate if you have never grown a rose or you want to grow more roses. They've got a whole board, pegboard kind of thing, full of, of great advice on how to plant roses, how to harden them off, which ones to grow in certain conditions. Um, so it's it's an educational experience as well as a as well as a horticultural when you go there. But we also have uh, been getting a great response on our garden coaching, and we started that maybe a month, six weeks ago or so. And we have Linda, Lena, and Deborah Ann from our perennials department sitting down with you for an hour, and you bring in kind of a description, ideally photos of a certain section of your garden that you want to kind of redo or updo, um, and it's. People are walking away just head spinning and smiles on their faces because they get so much information packed into that hour. And then you get a credit back for part of the fee um, to, to go shopping at Tagawa's. It's kind of a win-win, you might say. Yeah, definitely. But you can r- register or um, and pay for that online at tagawagardens.com. So garden coaching is up and running. Masking still applies indoors. We do have some uh, people out there helping with parking today because Mom's Day, even though we can't do our normal big you know, festivities because of COVID, um, it's going to be easy and easy out. And we're conscious of, of crowding and we're trying to minimize that as much as possible, spread people out. But, you know, it's it's a tradition for a whole lot of families before COVID. I would uh, meet and greet at the front door and I'd see generations, grandma and daughter and granddaughter. And once there was a great granddaughter, we had three generations of, mom, of not moms, but of women, ladies, uh, come in, and that just warmed my heart. It was such a tradition, and we definitely hope to get back to that soon. But in the meantime, you know, hugs go out to all the moms and maternal types out there. Um, I'm a dog mom, so I'm celebrating. My dogs are, you know, clueless. But <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to cook dinner for you? No, no. Luann, did you know that today, today is National Dog Moms Day? I love that. Yeah. High time, I say. High time. <laughs> okay. There have to be cats in there, too, somewhere. Kitty moms. But, you know. Well, yeah. You know, yeah I've been yeah. burrow moms in the past. I've been, I've been goat moms. I've been bird moms. <laughs> Currently, I'm dog moms. You know, I've been a snake mom, but, but he and I had just kept our respectful distance. Gus, yeah. the big bull snake, was, <laughs> was about seven feet long, and we decided to translocate Ooh. him to a place instead of in my mudroom but uh yeah tagawa gardens wishes all the moms a wonderful day come see our roses 20 percent off now through monday and there's no limit on how many you can get and we have the david ross austin roses available now too they came in a little late and everything was just a little stunted because of the weather but they are fully unveiled and in their glory and a lot of people just can't get enough of those david austin roses oh they're wonderful why yeah. They're amazing. They're amazing. So Tagawa Gardens is 7711 South Parker Road. That's one mile south of Arapaho Road. All the tidbits and everything you could offer um, at TagawaGardens.com. We are open today until 6 o'clock. So come in, spend a little money, or just breathe the air of the Rose Department, whatever works for you. And by all means, have a great day. You too included. Thank you. And you have a wonderful weekend yourself. Thanks, my dear. Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. Bet. Thanks, Luann. All right. Well, we have open lines, and I think we're right on time for a break. So while we take a break, it's your turn to start dialing these numbers. And here's the number. Today, today only, 303-477-2473. 
that would get you right in here and talk with us. Actually, you have to go through Sean first. I'm sorry. Sometimes he can be kind of grumpy. He's a little surly yeah, sometimes. Yeah, a little yeah. surly today. Yeah, but he's surly with a smile, so it's all, it's all good. We'll be back shortly right here on Legends 810. Happy May from Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue. You will find trees and shrubs, annuals, perennials, herbs, veggies, hanging baskets, and lots of garden decor at Jared's. Of course, you will need to keep an eye on what Mother Nature is doing and be prepared to either cover or bring tender plant material inside if we have some cold nights. In addition to plants, Jared's has a great gift shop with unique items. Shouldn't be hard to find something that will make anyone on your gift list smile. Koi fish and water plants have also arrived. Most of their trees and shrubs are now in stock, and this is a great time to add trees and shrubs to your landscape. Their knowledgeable staff will assist you in selecting the right plants for your conditions. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden is located at 10500 West Bulls Avenue, between Kipling and Sims. Spring hours are 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 5 on weekends. They hope to see you soon. Time for Ask the Bonide Guy. I've got the answers to what's bugging you. Here's Johnny Online 2. Oh, hey, Bonide Guy. My head's spinning. Ooh. There are so many products out there that claim they can stop insects from destroying my yard and garden. So how do I find the best one? Yeah, no problem, Johnny. Sounds like you need eight. Eight? Dude, I just want one. Then get eight. It's better than seven. What? Eight brand insect control from Bonide. It kills over a hundred different insect pests on vegetables, fruits, flowers, shrubs, trees, and ornamentals. Ah, uh, hang on. You said eight kills over a hundred different insects? Sure does. How does it do all that? Eight kills on contact and continues to control and repel insects for up to 30 days. And we're talking those hungry pests you really don't want in your garden, like aphids, white flies, beetles, thrips, and many more. Thanks, Bonide guy. Guess you could say eight's got their number. Oh, you just did. And you know what else? There's more? Oh, yeah. Eight's water-based, odorless, and non-staining. So if you want one product to stop insects this summer, get eight brand insect control from Bonide. Trusted since 1926. Visit your local hardware store or garden center today. Learn more at Bonide.com. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. And we're back. The Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise Guys here on Legends 810. Taking your garden questions right now. We have two on the board. Yes, we're we do. And I just wanted to announce that if, for whatever reason, that you end up missing one of our shows on Saturday, yeah, uh, you can always listen to it on Sunday. And it is rebroadcast on the same two stations, either 810 a.m. or 
on your 90, FM. 93.5. Yeah, gummit, I get those mixed up every time. I know. 93.5 on FM and 810 on AM, just like you're listening to now. Yeah. Um, Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. I have, um, is it on uh, later today, too? No. no. I don't know why I wrote that down somewhere. I don't know why either. You were hallucinating after that COVID <laughs> shot. And other things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get back out to the phones. We've got John waiting to talk to us. Wants to know about grape plants. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise Guys. What can we do for you? I have a white Concord grape growing in my backyard. It's quite mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year it got pretty inundated with Japanese beetles. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering how to how to control that. I'm trying to think what is the magic what what is the stuff that um that Nick's use on their grape arbor. They have Oh, they used 8. 8. I was going to say 8. E I G H T. They used that and I, and I always walk out there to see how how it's surviving it's been there for years and i was stunned last year i walked out for the first time i saw absolutely no damage whatsoever none zero no no japanese beetles within a mile they had sprayed it uh, with I, eight I, i've read that um that it's great that you can control them in your yard but if your neighbors are not doing it that they, you know, the beetles are in their lawn. And well, if you, know. if you spray it with eight, you got the product on the leaves. And it doesn't matter where the beetles come from. They're going to come up to the leaves and say, uh-uh, I'm not eating this. It's got about a 10-day, okay. 10, 10 to 12-day residual. And it's labeled for uh, fruit crops it, and vegetables and flowers and trees, all those sorts of things. And it's literally the number eight well, the, the word The eight. word eight. Yeah, it's made by a company called Bonide, B-O-N-I-D-E, Bonide. Okay. Is that uh, easily uh, accessible? I got Absolutely. mine at Nick's. Yeah. Most garden centers are going to carry it. Yeah. It's a, it's a commonly available brand. It's a pyrethum. Okay. Um, last year, the, the beetles, I, I did what I could, but they... There were thousands of them on the Oh, yeah. Ground. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, and uh, the the leaves did get pretty chewed up. Um, there, there, was, uh, there was fruit, um, but the leaves did get pretty chewed up. Is, uh, if the plant does not come back this season, can I cut it down and hopefully it will come back next year? Are we still talking about the grape? Yes, we are. Oh, uh, it should be sprouting right now. You and should see not. green sprouts on the on the vines, but just getting chewed up one summer is not going to cause no. it to die. It, it should it should bounce right back. Okay, cool, great. Um, okay, I think that answers my question. I'll try that eight stuff. Yeah, it it's kind of magic. That, uh, that's good news. Um, is that something that uh, you reapply? Uh, yes. Throughout the course of the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it lasts about uh, ten to twelve days once you apply it. And then the label will tell you how often to reapply. Uh, and there's no reason to start spraying until you start to see the adult Japanese beetle. Okay. Um, can I ask another quick question? Sure. Related? Uh-huh. Uh, grubs, white grubs. Um, what do you guys suggest for controlling white grubs in your lawn? 
Well, there's a couple of different products out there uh, made by Fertilome and Bayer and High Yield. I think even Scott's has a grub product. Uh, they, they all basically use the same active ingredient. And you just want to make sure that whichever one you choose, it does list grubs on the label. Because some of the lawn insecticides uh, are, you know, the grub, the grub product is different than, say, the product that you use for sod webworm, which is up at the surface. So you need a product that is designed to penetrate down into the soil profile where the grubs are feeding. And then there's a, there's a new one on the market. It's a natural product called Grub Gone. Not Grub Be Gone, but just Grub Gone. And it's a granular material you put on the yard, and this is an excellent time to be putting that down because the uh, last year's wintering over grubs are coming to the surface, and they're going to be this year's adults. And is there's still time to control them in the ground with this product or any of the synthetic ones. The, uh, the grub gone is what I would call a biological. It's a bacterial-based product and uh, extremely effective. Uh, lasts about two months, two to three months in the soil. Okay. All right. All right. That answers my questions. Thank you very much for the intro. Appreciate it. You bet. Well, you bet. Thanks for calling this morning. Thanks. Yeah, I'm. I'm anxious to uh, see how people respond to this new grub gone and beetle gone that's out there. Both of them are bacterial BT type products, and uh, the the grub gone is for the grubs in the ground, obviously, and the beetle gone is for when the adult beetles are flying around and feeding on things. You can spray with this material. Uh, it's got a vegetable label, fruit tree label, all those, because it's a natural product. It doesn't hurt bees. It <coughs> doesn't so hurt bees or, or not even ladybugs. It's very specific to scarab beetles, which is what a Japanese beetle is. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it hurting your beneficials or pollinators. That's a nice thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> Oh, well, let's see. Where are we at time-wise here? Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, let's go out and talk to Ben in Centennial. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, guys. What's going on? I Well, uh, actually, Keith, I have a question specifically for you. Okay. I, I happen to live in your neighborhood. Oh, all right. And on the northwest corner, just outside your property, on outside the brick wall, Yeah. there's three upright evergreens aren't they lovely they are i, I noticed <laughs> somebody propped them up and i got a feeling it was you no actually i called or i emailed you know we get that newsletter in our neighborhood yes and on the back end of it it shows you know who to call in, in case of landscaping questions for maintenance maintenance okay. of our of our common spaces there and yes. and i've been sending emails saying you know they're bent over they need to be restaked well, that the landscape company out, came out and did that horrible, yeah, this childish, amateur, terrible job of propping them up. Um, and I, I keep telling him, I said, you know, these are thousands of dollars. Each one of those junipers is seven or eight hundred dollars. I know oh, that. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, and you know, to, to for me. yeah, just to just to treat them like that uh, is, is ridiculous because you know our homeowners association paid for those. Yeah. And uh, it, it makes me kind of angry that, that the landscape company isn't doing a better job of taking care of those plants. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll still ask my question, even though they <coughs> sound to be way too expensive for us. We're looking for something like that to plant in our 
backyard, and I, I was just wondering how tall and how wide those those uh, junipers get. It depends on the variety. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different varieties out there. Uh, and, and some of them are going to stay quite small. Uh, you know, they'll mature up at about seven, you know, eight or eight feet tall or so. Others will get 15 to 20 feet tall. Okay, some well, some yeah. will spread out nice and wide. You know, we'll get six or eight feet wide at the base. Others will stay two to three feet wide at the base. So, and then you'll have the choices of color. You know, they're the bluish tinted ones, and then there's the green ones. I think we're looking for something maybe that, that maybe about 10 feet high and maybe... Uh three feet wide okay I, I the first one i'd look at would be spartan spartan s-p-a-r-t-a-n spartan okay. juniper that's a really nice dark green one it, it seems to stand up to snow really well oh good good that's important okay uh okay well uh i'll tell my wife that because uh, that's one of her projects she's a president of a garden club here in the neighborhood and uh matter of fact she just had a meeting here at the house yesterday and they did a little project in our garage so there's a garden club in our neighborhood yes why don't i know uh, about this <laughs> i i don't know it's, it's called the, the queen of spades <laughs> huh. okay well that is it is it women only uh well so far it's only women i don't know if they want any guys in there. <laughs> i see how it is i <laughs> see how it is <laughs> your qualifications they might embrace you heartily <laughs> well i don't know if it's going to be exclusive like that well you could go get i can't talk support anyway. that i can't support that at all okay. it, there's i think there's about uh, uh 15 or so members to it it's not a big garden club yeah those are uh, usually the best ones the smaller ones are the better ones <laughs> yes and they, and they meet at different people's homes and uh-huh. they just happened to be at our our home yesterday my my wife is quite the gardener she likes uh, well, it's, it gets beautiful around here with all the flowers, as long as the frost doesn't kill them all. Excellent. That's great. I love it. Well, thanks for your call this morning, Ben. Okay, you bet. Take care, guys. Love the show. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <clears throat> so there you just discovered something you you didn't know about. It's been there for years. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm the wrong gender. Well, I'll bet they would let you come and talk to I them. I don't know that that would be allowed in the reverse, would it? <laughs> You want me to touch that with a five foot or a ten foot pole? <laughs> <laughs> this this is the professional staking job that we were talking about with Dan, Ben on those junipers at the entrance to our home on our our community. Even I could do better than that. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's it's they, you know they make stakes, and we pay them. They make stakes that are ten fifteen feet long. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> they had to compromise on short stakes. I think I'm going to start a neighborhood, a neighborhood movement to kick out, to kick out the uh, existing landscape company and find somebody else who has a, doesn't have their head up there. You know what? I I have even made comments on somebody else's homeowners association. Yeah, I'm not even vaguely familiar, or not vaguely even in connected with them, any way, shape, or form. And I saw something that was egregious, and I tracked them down. Uh huh. Like the dog that they were. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I sent them a, a pretty scathing email about oh. what they had been doing to their landscape. I mean, yeah. they're paying really good money for this stuff. Sure, yeah. Somebody wants to just murder them. Well, I, I, 
I've been complaining about this for several weeks now, and now I'm not even getting any responses. <laughs> so that tells me something right there. I think it does. Oh, dear. we got to wrap this up here pretty soon because we don't have a whole yeah, lot of time Yeah, we only have left. a couple of minutes left, and we don't have any callers. So that's, that's, uh, we don't have to cut anybody off. That's, well, that's good. Well, the few things I didn't cover today, that, that, that uh, uh, 1951 on this date, Daycron men's suits were introduced. I think I still might have one. <laughs> they call those leisure suits, yes. they, or something like that? Uh, I believe so. 1847, the rubber tire was patented by a Robert <laughs> W. Thompson. Wish I had the patent on that. You'd be rich. I would be. Oh, other things you can celebrate today, if you want to today, is National Babysitter's Day. Brunch for Lunch Day is today. Martin Z. Mollusk Day. I have no idea what that is. That's up to you. You figure it out. <laughs> National Have a Coke Day. Why not? National Windmill Day. And uh, let's see. Did I say National Babysitter's Day? And that's just about, oh, White Lotus Day today. Oh, by the way, if you're th considering putting in a dog tough lawn this year, yeah, which is seems to be popular lately, um, do it. <laughs> get it while you can find it, because apparently I was talking to one of the growers. Uh, he's already sold out for the year. It sells out fast. Yeah. Very, very. Although they, they should be able to grow more. It grows like a weed. Yeah. Well, been, been there, done. But it, only if they want to. Oh, okay. Well, there's the music. We have to get out of here because we're not going to be allowed to stay here very much longer. So thank you, everybody, for listening and participating in this show. Remember, as always, keep your shovel sharp. Be careful where you dibble. And remember, you've got almost full 14 hours of gardening that is out there at this time of year. So make use of it before the rains hit here this morning. We're going to be back next weekend with your garden questions. So uh, write them down. Save them up. And bring them right back to the Garden Wise Show right here on Legends 810.